Welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Emily. And I'm Brooke. And thanks for tuning back into our podcast, a place where we have conversations about the real and the raw, everything from relationships, health, faith, and daily life. Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper talking about our parents' divorce how it affected us, and what we learned from it. I just first want to preface this episode by saying that although we don't agree with divorce, we believe that both our parents are better for it and can lead healthier lives now apart from each other. We in no way want this podcast to come across as condemning our parents or other divorced parents. This episode is simply a place where if you're a child of a divorced parent or going through a divorce in some way right now, that you can feel understood and you can feel hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So we were a bit older when our parents decided to separate. They had been married for over 20 years when we found out it was ending. So let's just start off, I guess, by talking about our initial reactions to finding out that our parents were getting a divorce. So I think I was in my first year of college when my dad told me, and I was last, And I think he was afraid to tell me because of a comment I made a few weeks prior where I said, I'm so glad that my parents are still together when 50% of families have divorced parents. And it was a statistic that I had just heard or something on TV. And my dad already knew that was about to become our reality. And I think he was just sad to have to tell me that. And I for sure understood what it meant to have parents who are going through a divorce and what divorce meant. And I actually rebelled against my mom for a while. I didn't really want to talk to her and I was just really mad. So Brooke, what was your first reaction to hearing that mom and dad were getting a divorce? Well, I think I was either 16 or 17 at the time. Um, If you were in your first year of college, I think that's how old I was. And I remember it taking a long time from the initial talk about getting a divorce to the actual getting a divorce. It felt like a year, and maybe it was, but I think in reality it was like a couple months. Can you remember that, Emily? Was it like a couple months or was it like a year? Well, they were technically separated for probably 8 to 12 months before they actually started the divorce process. Okay. Because I ended up moving out. I know he told us about it in in a summer, during the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I moved out with him right before I went to college for my second year. So I'm pretty sure it was like 8 to 12 months that they were technically separated. And then they started going through the whole... Uh, getting lawyers involved and actually getting divorced instead of saying staying separated yeah yeah it's crazy I feel like at the time I was thinking that we would have to like go to court and like choose sides and all this like crazy dramatic stuff and in reality I think maybe like a lawyer spoke to each of us individually and asked us like has there been any like abuse or like anything like that and obviously no i never talked to any lawyer okay so maybe that happened after you had moved out because i talked to a lawyer probably because you were under 18 yeah i don't really know how that works uh legalistically but 
I think when they actually got the divorce, though, I think I was 18. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. It feels like forever ago. But that time in between when my dad told us that they were getting a divorce to when it actually happened and the papers were signed was just the worst because the whole family knew what was coming but couldn't legally do anything about it yet. The hardest part, I think, was being older. And because you're older, you do actually understand what divorce means and what will happen to your family because of it. And sometimes I observe my youngest sister, who was, I think, around like eight or nine when it happened. She grew up in such a different way than all the rest of us did. And I think the divorce hit her less harshly. I mean, I can't speak for her, but I think that it hit her less harshly because she had only known the family to be a unit for about eight years. And you could even say she wasn't even really aware of the family unit for maybe until she was maybe like three or four. And then that gives her about three or four years that she understood what was going on in the family and, you know. So whereas us older kids had gotten used to the family and it was harder on us to see it fall apart. A majority of our adolescent years had been spent with our parents together. And with our youngest sister, she still had about 10 years left in the home. Yeah, and I feel like growing up in a Christian home where marriage ends in divorce just left me very hurt and confused because my whole life I had been told that marriage is a forever promise because of what scripture says and seeing that being broken by the same people that taught me was really hard for me to grapple with in my own walk with God. Uh, Brooke, how did you feel about that? Yeah, with with it being a Christian home, I think you just assume everything's going to be fine and you're going to get through stuff and like in the end, you know, your parents are going to stay married because they're Christians. And that was my very twisted view on divorce. And I mean, I, I had a really harsh wake up call, obviously, with what happened with our parents. But I learned that Christians can also have unhealthy marriages. And it doesn't just happen to people who don't believe in God. It happens to people. It happens to anyone. And it's because we're all not perfect and we're all sinful. And we make mistakes and we say things we don't mean. Yeah, and just because you're a Christian doesn't make you immune to getting a divorce or, um, you know... Just the normal problems of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of switch gears here and talk about what the lessons were that we learned from this, because I feel like it taught us both a lot and our view on marriage and our view on relationships in general have changed a ton because of the divorce that our parents had. So Emily, can you tell me a little bit about what it taught you? So I really think it taught me about how I am not in control and I can't try to control another person's decision just because you know you think you know what's best for your family or for yourself doesn't mean that you can force that on your parents and I learned that life isn't really so linear and black and white and I'm a very black and white person 
like this is right, this is wrong type of person. And I had to learn to come to terms with other people's decisions and what they thought was wrong or right. And I learned to trust in God more with where this turn would take our family and how it would affect basically the rest of my life. And now it just seems very normal, like nothing ever changed. And I do believe God worked in both my mom and my dad and has made them better people, even through such a hard and difficult time. And it honestly brought the three of us older sisters closer than ever before and helped us to work through a hard time together. So what lessons would you say you learned through this season, Brooke? Well, it taught me that my parents aren't perfect the way that I sometimes viewed them. And that just like me, they're sinners and in need of forgiveness and grace in their decisions. So God knows I constantly need forgiveness and grace in my life and my decisions and the things that I say or do. But it's also taught me to be extremely intentional with who I marry and even who I date. So it's definitely taught me a lot. Yeah. I think it's funny because some people will say or be turned off by someone who comes from like a broken family. And it's just interesting to me because I feel like I'm more or I was more aware of, you know, that type of possibility. And it made me that much more particular about who I married and yeah so I think it's interesting how some people are turned off by that but I think at least for us it has made us just more hyper aware of that kind of situation that possibility and you know what steps we can take to avoid that and really work on ourselves to and our relationships to really avoid that yeah I think honestly it makes you want to keep the marriage together more than like a person who came from like a normal family because you see what can happen if you get really lax or you don't or you just don't put in yeah you don't put an effort yeah you don't work on your relationship and not to say that i know exactly why our parents got divorced but i think It is a bunch of things over a period of time. Like I said, our parents had been married for like 20 years. So I don't think it was just like the last couple years of their marriage. My mom was just like, I'm over it. Or my dad was just like, I'm done. Um, I think it was a bunch of things over the 20 years that they were married. Mm -hmm. And it just became so much of a burden that... Neither one of them uh, really wanted to put in the extra work that you have to do when you didn't put in work for 20 years. Yeah. I think they were also both so hurt by each other, too, that mm-hmm. the hurt overrided the desire to like make it work. So Right. And not to say that they didn't put in work towards their marriage, either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's so hard to talk about somebody else's relationship when you yourself haven't lived through it. So mm-hmm. there's only so much I can say and like speculate. I can only 
say, you know, my own experience in my year and a half of not even year and a half of marriage. And yeah, but I just, I definitely think that, you know, you have to continue to be in God's word, be surrounded by people who are going to want your marriage to succeed and um, really keep a close relationship with each other. Because once you stop that communication, that relationship is not going to be as healthy as it once was. I also feel like kids, especially multiple kids, can really complicate things and Mm -hmm. they can help you get distracted from your marriage. Totally. So our mom and dad had five kids. So that's five little distractions running around. Yeah. And it just can get really busy and complicated very And not that kids are like the problem or the reason why you your relationship falls apart, but it just like you said, it complicates things. So if your relationship already isn't in the best spot and you know, you decide to start having five kids. Yeah. Basically three in four years. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to help the situation. Yep. And it puts a lot of stress on the relationship too because you've got like, just watching Taylor and um, and her husband and then their two kids, like their sleep goes down and, you know, the normal things that would help you view life with clear eyes gets taken away because you are living with lack of sleep and maybe not like a normal schedule yeah and like money too yeah so if you decide to have three kids in four years that's a lot of money that you have to start putting out too so there's just a lot of different stress factors that contribute um and it's just good to be aware of stuff like that i think um so that you can kind of understand why you're getting upset in a certain situation or why it feels harder than normal yeah and i also just feel like when i was watching our parents get a divorce especially at 16 you just don't know everything and you have a very narrow mind you do yeah, so you look at it like you you obviously want to blame someone or you want to you want to find the root of why this happened. And sometimes with that narrow mind, you can't see the bigger picture because you only see it from your perspective. Yeah. And now as like an older adult, even though still like I don't know the bigger picture like and all the pieces that went in just talking about it and speculating and and seeing all the different things that went into it, I can see like, okay, there are reasons and I'm sure that both of them like had really good reasons for why they chose to separate. And when I was younger, I would have said, absolutely not, work through it, like grow up. You both are children. (laughs) But I'm just thinking like, if someone's listening to this and their parents are going through a divorce or they are going through a divorce themselves, like there's just so many things that go into it that you can't like, it's hard for you to just say like, no, it's wrong. And what you're doing 
has no validation or reason behind why you're doing it because like the bible is very i guess black and white about it because it says like no it, getting a divorce is evil and bad and yes it is but there's also grace and forgiveness after divorce mm-hmm. there's so much grace that god gives you even as a child like with parents that have gone through a divorce I feel like I still needed grace. I still needed forgiveness. Totally. Because I said things that I didn't, I, I regretted and mm-hmm. and thoughts that I had. And I was very angry at both of my parents at different times. Um, so you just have to approach it, I think, with a lot of forgiveness and patience and grace. Yeah. Brooke, if you could talk to your younger self going through that season, what would you tell your younger self? Well, I would start off by saying that time heals everything. And I know that's like a cliche thing to say, but it's so, so true. And I think in my like 16, 17 year old mind, I was very like immediate and in the moment and thinking like this is how it's going to feel always now I'm always going to hate the fact that they got divorced and we're always going to be like an angry mad family at each other it's always going to be emotional when we talk about it and we're always going to be sad about it and time is such a great thing (laughs) because over the years you just see how things can change and sometimes for the better and most of the times for the better um it's not always going to be that emotional and sad and people are not always going to be that angry and tired and neither will you so just give it time and things will change and probably the best piece of advice that i got from a mentor when my parents were going through that time was uh, this woman said you can always tell your parents that you don't want to talk about the other parents at all or in a bad way like you don't want to talk about them when you're when you're hanging out with your mom you don't want to talk about your dad when you're hanging out with your dad you don't want to talk about your mom you can always say that and I feel like that gave me like this power (laughs) that I didn't know that I had and when I said that they respected it and then it was like a such a different much easier and healthier time to spend with your parent when you're not constantly hearing all the bad things about the other parent you can just focus on like okay like let's let's talk about like how school's doing and like you know just the normal things mm-hmm. rather than the heavy stuff and i also just wanted to say that i wish i could have told myself that you do not and should not have to pick sides ever. And the best is just to stay in the middle and be unbiased. And I know that this can be hard, especially if you have bad memories with one of the parents. But in the end, they're both still your parents. And um, especially being a Christian, we're called to honor them. Yeah, that's good advice. Is anything coming to you? that you want to share about what you would tell your younger self? I think I would just say, you know, step 
out of the picture and don't try to fix the situation, don't try to control the situation, don't try to persuade either parent to stay in the relationship because it's ultimately not your life or your decision. And I think, like you said, as a naive young 18-year-old, you don't know the realistic relationship that they are living in. And um, I think, I know I stepped away from the situation after I moved out, but while I was still living at home, it was very much me trying to give attitude. um, And like I said, like I rebelled against my mom. I think if I would have just stepped away and stopped trying to get in the middle of it and try to fix the situation and put my perspective on it, then it would have been easier for me to come to terms with the whole situation. You just get in this little bubble when it's happening. Yeah. And it's it's good to just, I mean, surround yourself with friends that will distract you from it because... And take your mind off of it. You you don't always constantly have to be talking about it. You can, right. You can still have fun and, and go do other things. So, well, we made it. And that is the end of today's podcast. And I know it was kind of rough and hard at times, but I hope that this encouraged you in some way. And we just want to thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you.